Welcome to episode number seven, To Be Healed. Now, what does it mean to be healed? And what does it really take to obtain it? Today, I'm going to discuss healing, uh, some thoughts on what I have experienced and how we might seek it from the Lord. I'm going to approach the subject more from the perspective of priesthood, blessings, and spirituality. This does not mean that one should not approach the Lord without doing all they can to provide for the needed blessing. We would not think of asking that a broken bone be healed without visiting a physician so that the needed work of setting the bone and casting could be done. We can then approach the Lord having done what we can on our side and then ask for his help. This also doesn't mean that we can avoid the physical therapy after the cast is off. If we want to be healed, then we must do our part. With mental illness, that might be therapy, medication, adjustments to sleep, food, exercise, and a variety of other types of treatments. However, having done all those things, we can then look to the Lord. So when I speak of healing, I speak of the process, but my focus will be more towards the priesthood and the spiritual blessing. Now in my own life, as I suppose in most everyone else's life, I have sought out the healing blessings of the Lord many, many times. I would say that when I have sought it honestly, the Lord has almost always responded. In fact, he's always responded. That is not to say that he responded in the way that I desired, but he always provided. That means that sometimes we plan our healing and what we expect before we go before the Lord's servant to ask for blessing, and we may not receive what we expect. Remember that when we go to the Lord, we take what he gives, for he knows best. With mental illness, healing can take on several meanings that often start with the root cause. Depression comes for many reasons, whether a traumatic event, abuse, chemicals in the brain and genetic issues, glandular issues, and for so many other reasons. Most often we associate healing with that complete removal of the symptoms and causes of the disease like a cancer that shows up on a scan, and on the next scan, it's completely gone. We want the miracle. We want it as though it never happened. We want it gone. But my, in my experience, the miracle is rare. And rare is for a good reason. While some pains come upon us because of our own poor choices, many do not. And those that do not are often the result of the Lord allowing it to come upon us. Trials, weaknesses, difficulties, sufferings, and the like are really approved by the Lord and those servants who uphold his work on the other side of the veil. This is especially true if you have made covenants and are doing all you can to keep your promises to the Lord. When we take upon us covenants from the Lord, we promise to follow the Lord where he leads, and the Lord promises to put us through the necessary training program to get us there. That program often leads through the storms, raging rivers, and cold, dark, moonless nights. We have much to learn, and our time frame is short. So the training is difficult and often advances very quickly if we allow the Lord to do his work. We have committed to become gods, those beings who control the greatest power given to intelligent beings. That is, creating other independent spiritual beings, again, capable of doing the same. We often wonder sometimes why those outside of the gospel and its covenants seem to be living a more carefree life. I believe that some of this is the grass is greener syndrome. 
But I also believe firmly that because they have not taken upon themselves the covenant and the celestial training program, the Lord simply can't put them through the training. So we accepted the Navy SEAL version of celestial training, and they have yet to enter into the army of the Lord. You can't compare someone in boot camp and advanced training to the casual jogger. One has made a serious commitment to attaining a higher bar, and the other hasn't really committed to anything. I always have to tell myself that I wasn't sent here to earn a 10-day vacation to the celestial beaches. I was sent here to become celestial, and the type of training required is a serious effort, and I cannot be a casual. So given that the understanding that we are given trials for a specific reason, and if we want to be as the Father is, then we need some highly detailed and specific training to enlarge our spiritual natures so as to allow us entrance into eternal life. The major reason why the Lord does not heal us, completely or sometimes not at all, is that it would remove us from the program. We need the program. We need the training. However, this doesn't mean that he can't give us some moments of rest. And he will. So I'm going to divide the idea of healing into three types of categories. The first is the one where the miracle occurs. And while the miracle is rare, it does happen. The second type is a relief or diminishing of symptoms for a period of time, but the illness remains. And the third type is added strength, but no real relief of symptoms. All three can be defined as healing, or what I like to refer to as the innocence clause of the atonement of Jesus Christ. This clause of the atonement is the portion of the atonement where the innocent victims are given mercy in their afflictions, whether they have been caused by nature, another person, or both, or even given by the Lord. Many also refer to this portion of the, portion of the atonement as grace, the enabling and ennobling portion of strength given in times of need, based on what the Lord deems best for us. In my experience, with many individuals who experience mental illness, the Lord often gives the second and third types of healing and relief. And the first is more often rare. In my own personal experience, I have been able to experience all three. And then a fourth type of healing that we don't often see as part of the healing, but it is often very much part of the process. The fourth type of healing occurs when the Lord removes the disease or affliction, but the secondary effects of the disease remain. I would liken it to being healed of diabetes, where the body now produces the insulin in a normal way, but the disease has taken a toll on the body, and it takes several years for the body to heal from the previous effects of the disease. My own experience with healing began early in my life, growing up as a bipolar, but I, no, I grew up as a bipolar, but I didn't understand what was happening until I was a young adult in my early 20s. Um, so this caused me pretty serious difficulties and deep depressions, including highs and mania. For those who don't understand mania, it's similar to running your mind and body on overdrive for weeks at a time. Yes, your mind works far better, but it won't shut down either, and neither will your body. So in the case of the nature of the disease, in any case, the nature of the disease and its corrosive effects on my mental, social, mentality, sociality, physicality, and every other ality that I had meant that I received priesthood blessings on a regular basis. Now, probably not as often as I should have. 
There exists a sentimentality in the church, and perhaps sometimes among those who lead, that multiple blessings for the same disease really aren't necessary. I suppose this might be true in practice, but I have never really found it to be. And I'm not sure that it applies similarly to chronic diseases in the same way as it might to a broken leg. As many times as I went to the Lord for relief, he provided it. Not the relief I desired in the sense of being completely healed, but a relief from the symptoms for a time. Now, I'm really not in a position to say which side of this debate, the gentle debate really, is correct. The one blessing crowd or the more crowd. I suppose that depends upon why you are receiving a blessing. If you are simply trying to change the Lord's mind regarding his decision about your illness, then no amount of blessings are going to be beneficial, even if you ask for many of them. The Lord's mind is not changed by quantity or even quality, if he's already ordained a path. However, if you are petitioning that he provide mercy, then I don't see more frequent blessings as a problem. I think we don't give blessings enough in the church. I found in my own life that frequent blessings to help with my symptoms has been beneficial both for the priesthood who have served me and who have given the blessing and myself with relief. I don't see a need to save the priesthood blessing for a more dire situation or a greater emergency as if it were some type of power that would run out. I do see the value in making sure that you are doing what you should be doing on your side and when you feel it's needed, you can ask for the desired mercy. So the mentality that blessings were used in a more emergency situations was the thinking of the time in my teenage years, and I don't know if it was more church-wide or simply more isolated to me. However, I still receive blessings more often than would others. Now I do give my children and wife frequent blessings, more father's blessings than those of a healing kind, but both bring forth the Lord's mercy. The one thing I do know is that if you ask the priesthood for a blessing, the Lord does respond. In any case, during my youth and on my mission, I, I did look to the priesthood often because I really had no answers, and neither did the doctors, although I did not go frequently to the doctors. In the case of teenagers, as I was in the 80s and 90s, hormones were often more the cause of mental illness rather than it being a mental illness. Now, mental, mental illness was not new back then, but it was not as, as accepted as it is now. And so many would not think to accept it. My teenage years are more of a blur than I perhaps wanted them to be, but I suppose that might have been somewhat of a blessing. Considering some of the stories I hear from others, I don't have great memories of my teenage years, but I don't know many of individuals who do. I really don't have much of a memory at all from many experiences up until my mid-30s. Part of the disease, I suppose. I have learned that many of our memories are locked into emotional experiences. And since my experiences were almost always at the extremes of emotion, I don't experience those emotions anymore, so I really don't have access to the experiences. I do remember facts and figures quite well, so I suppose that not everything gets locked up that way. Now, while I had received many blessings throughout my life, during many of those blessings, the Lord had promised that I would one day be healed. Never seemed to give a real time frame, but the hope always existed. I began my adult life and found I needed to do on more on my side. So I saw a physician and began taking medications, a story I've already told in the suicide episode. I worked with doctors for many years with various medications, finding one that best suited me. Ended up being an anti-seizure medication that worked well with rapid cy cycling bipolars, and then another additional antidepressant. 
This didn't mean I was normal, and I still had to watch my stress levels and do my part. Probably something I learned far too late. However, I was able to live a more normal life with occasional issues needing a blessing. I had always hoped for the day when the Lord would say it was time. But it didn't seem to come, and so I went forward with my career and my family doing the best I could. I was living in northern Idaho at the time and had begun working in the commercial construction industry, an industry in which I still work. I do not know even what prompted the question in my mind or the answer that it was it was time for the blessing to come. The Lord specifically told me that it was time, and that weekend we traveled to my parents' house north of Seattle. I grew up on Whidbey Island during my teenage years, and my parents still live there. I attended the ward where I grew up, and a stake president, who I knew well, was in attendance and spoke. I did feel prompted to ask him to give me the blessing. He agreed, but also asked my father to stand in with him. Now, I probably could have asked my father to, the, to give the blessing, and probably should have. But at the time, I don't think I had sufficient faith and didn't fully understand the nature of the priesthood as well as I do now. It didn't really matter who gave the blessing, and I know that now. I did pass up a wonderful opportunity to have my father give the blessing, and I, should ha and I shouldn't have passed that up. However, the Lord works with our weaknesses, and the stake president gave me the blessing that I had long desired. I was free from the disease. I had longed for this day. I prayed for many years that it would be that I would be free. And here it was. What I didn't understand at that moment is what it meant to be healed. I was free from the disease, but the blessing noted some things that I still needed to do. While I couldn't, while I wouldn't have to deal with the root causes of the disease, I would have to do the hard work of healing. Sounds a little strange, doesn't it? The disease was gone. Isn't that the healing? Actually, the blessing only removed the actual disease, not all of the effects that it had caused in my body. What I would find is that the disease had rewired my mind and had left me with some very, left me without some very necessary skills, such as building relationships, feeling love and concern for others, emotional stability, appropriate self-worth, and the many issues that had trained my body over so many years. I couldn't even trust my own emotions. For most people, that has never been much of a thought, not that people without mental illness don't need to learn what... Now, not that people with, without mental illness don't need to learn what to trust, but they learn to trust some feelings. I didn't even know exactly what it was like to truly feel the spirit without my disease present. I had done a great job of studying the doctrines to compensate for my lack of feeling the spirit, but I had a great deal to learn about spiritual feelings and the importance associating those feelings with moments of witness. It would take about another 15 years to feel whole, and perhaps that's why I'm able to talk about it now. So what have I learned? That a healing blessing is not as simple as removing the disease, and that the healing process may take decades it is almost ironic that before I even felt whole from the mental illness, the Lord has blessed my body already with autoimmune issues that have limited my physical nature in many serious ways. I have learned that the road to celestial life and the Lord's training program is a difficult path, and it doesn't stop. We need the headwinds, dark cold nights, storms, rain, the vivid lightning, deafening thunder, pain and suffering to come to know the Lord. I remember that one of the members of the Martin Hancock Company had said something about the trek, that he had not regretted it. 
He did not regret any part of it. He said that he had came he said that he came to know God in that experience and that he would be forever grateful for it. And I paraphrased a little and hopefully I didn't add anything to it that wasn't really there, but I think that the sentiment is true. We do not learn much about the Lord or celestial lives sitting on a beach in the sun and the surf. So I see my disease as a great blessing in my life. I have come to know the Lord in many ways that I could not have been taught or could not, it could not have been taught to me in any other form. As I looked to the three types of healing, I noted in the beginning, you can see my st- in my story that the Lord provided for moments of respite Arrest when I need, when I asked. He also would simply provide added strength sometimes so that I could bear my burdens. I believe that those also could come together, both a rest and added strength. Yes, I did receive the blessing I desired and was healed, or rather that the illness had the illness removed, but it took years for real healing to occur. I look at the healing process as far different now, and I have a firm testimony of the power of the atonement. As I look back, I am now grateful for the difficult training program the Lord wanted in my life. I could not have come to where I am now without it. So when it comes to healing, here are my bumper sticker moments. When the Lord doesn't heal you, then know that that he is in it and he has a purpose. Knowing that he has a divine purpose is not always as comforting as you, as it might think it might be. But to know that it has an exalting purpose can give us some hope on the bad days. And when we look back, we will fall on our knees forever grateful that the Lord was willing to teach us, even when we complained a little too often and maybe murmured a little. We will, we will see in the future how necessary it was, and we will be grateful that he, he didn't remove it. If we ask that the disease be removed without regard to the Lord's will, then he can remove the disease, and it will be to our detriment and loss. I have found that when we don't accept the tests of the Lord, he has a tendency to wait for us to come to him again before he can place us back into the training program. Be careful you don't ask your way out of the Lord's training program. We shouldn't ask for specific trials. They will come more frequently than we probably want them anyway, and they will be tailored to our spiritual needs. So if you're waiting in Bountiful and feel good about life, don't worry. The Lord will eventually ask you to build a ship and cross a difficult sea. For even though we may not, we may need to remain in the Lord's training pan, program, and our disease isn't going anywhere. I have found the Lord is very willing to give moments of rest. Meaning, if we ask, we can get a break once in a while to refresh us before we move on. Mercy seems to be always available. If the healing should come, and for some it will in this life, know that the blessing to remove the disease may be only a portion of the healing and that we may be required to provide significant effort after the fact to receive the full effect. Finally, remember the Lord is merciful. He is willing to do all that he can to save us, but he has limited time. And if your life seems to go from one trial to another without much rest, be grateful he's found you worthy to proceed. Now, as always, remember that the Lord requires the fight, and then he can add his part. In the next episode, I would like to discuss um, how you can help someone who is suffering with mental illness. Now, you might have a child that is suffering, a spouse, a brother, a sister, parent, friend. And is that suffering causing some suffering of your own? You're not alone. When, what can you do? 
when you see the signs of depression and how can you help? These will be these and many other questions will be the things that I'll address. Until next time.